Hi guys, this is Doug Fletcher with Fletcher Safety Consulting. Welcome back to What's the Hazard, the podcast for safety professionals by safety professionals. Um, got a very special guest today. Uh, he is, in fact, at least as I refer to him, the godfather of safety. He's been doing safety since I started. Probably, I, I was going to say before I was born, but I don't think that's probably accurate. No, let's not go there. <laughs> but um, uh, since I started doing safety here in Nebraska, uh, Ruben Barra has been part of the scene. I mean, he's been part of the safety community for many, many years. And uh, I say that only partially jokingly. He is truthfully the godfather of construction safety around here. Um, like I said, I've known Ruben probably since the mid-90s. Uh, gosh, uh, he has been the safety director of Commonwealth Electric for 25 years now, I think. Close to 25 20, years. Close 25 years. I will say the one thing about Ruben that I've always been impressed by is he has always been the guy that is willing to help you when you need help. He's always been a guy that has been willing to help me. Certainly, he's been a mentor to me. Even when I was with OSHA, he was helping me understand electrical safety and those kind of things. Uh, he is part of a number of organizations. I think you were one of the founding members of the Nebraska Construction Safety Group. I was. Uh, a gentleman we both know, Cal. Yeah. yeah. You rest, were, rest in peace. Yeah, you were part of that group, that, which has been a big success. Big success. We continued on even after yeah, all these years. It's still going. Still going. Um, you're, you're part of the Nebraska Electrical Contractors Association group. Yes, yes. Uh, and Nebraska. that was a group. That was a very – I remember – and I, I will let you give your introduction. Oh, then. go ahead. But no, no, no. I do remember, though, at one time when I was with OSHA, Nika came to us, I think you and Scott Love and some mm-hmm. of the other board members. Right. We were having some difficulties with interpretation, interpretation. of the rules. Yes. The, the contractors believed one thing was correct. OSHA was kind of enforcing it in a different direction. And I was really impressed. You, you had come to the area director and asked for an opportunity to discuss some of these things, mm-hmm. get some clarification. And I think we did, actually. We did. We did. And, I, and I still have that verbiage. Yeah, man. That, was really, now, that was really impressive we, to we, me. We share it with our members. Good. And not, not to say we're going to do things that we shouldn't be doing. Right. But in the same token, like I told you guys when I first we approached this topic. Right. Let's, let's, let's be realistic here. I mean, you, right. you, you're trying to cite something when there's really no hazard there to cite. Right, exactly. I think we just – I was impressed that you came forward, came to the area office and said, let's let's figure this right. out right. on behalf of all the contractors working here. Right. So right. anyway, I, it is my pleasure to introduce Ruben Barra to the show, to the program, to the episode, whatever we call this. What do you call this? The episode. The episode. Welcome to the episode, man. We'll get that figured out. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, please tell everybody how you got started in this. I'm assuming you're not the guy that came straight out of college with no, the degree. No, no, no. And uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity, first of all, yeah, to be man. here. Uh, I think this is a great format for uh, any new safety directors, uh, potential employers yeah. looking for safety directors. Oh, yeah, you know, Because uh, safety is something that we, we see a lot of right now. But when I first got into business... You want me to do what? You know, remember <laughs> right. them days? Oh yeah. And I, and and unfortunately, there's still some things going on. Uh, like you and I talked the other day, I get really, really upset, and, and I really take it personal, and I probably shouldn't, but I take it really personal when I hear somebody being killed on a job. Oh yeah, man. Uh, or seriously injured, and, and like mm-hmm. I mentioned the other day, Doug, I said this is 2019. This stuff doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. It does not happen. You right. know, and and, and I and I. I tell everybody I'm associated with. I, I go home to my wife a couple of times. Why? Why are we having these things? You know, mm-hmm. this is this is ridiculous. 
and there's, there's some horror stories out there. But to go back to the beginning, you know, yeah, uh, military days and school, and and I was working for a uh, manufacturing facility mm-hmm. at that time. Was that here in Nebraska? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Is uh, mm-hmm. for the. If there's any ladies listening to this thing? There was a company called Pendleton Woolen Mills. They specialize in women's clothing. Oh yeah, uh, blazers, and skirts. I remember and, that. Company. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was there as an assistant purchasing manager. And uh, this is, oh, geez, late 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day the branch manager comes up to me and says, hey, uh, uh, we need a safety director. I says, okay. And I said, you're it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said, and I said, okay, great. What do I do? And he goes, we don't have a clue. Right. But uh, the corporate office said, we need to have a safety person in every location, so you're it. Mm-hmm. And so... And quite honestly, that was my first introduction too to the union uh, people because they oh, had yeah. their ideas, and you know, and again, not that they were bad ideas, but right. you know, uh, management was trying to push some things on them that they didn't think was right. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I was the go-between guy to go out and say, "Well, you right. know, this really isn't right." I mean, little stupid things, Doug. Like, well, uh, I knew the aisle had to be so wide. Right. You know, well, then the union would come back and say, well, there's no room. You're going to you're gonna push my people together, and there's no room. You're creating a safety hazard and all that. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, wow, you know. This so, is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. <laughs> and, and so I knew that safety would be a, a, a confrontational thing mm-hmm. on an occasion. And, yeah. you know, and, and some of the things I accepted. Well, anyway, so I'm doing this and uh, not really know what I'm doing. And they had a, a, a process called uh, pinning. And what a pinning was, it was a huge table. And they had pins sticking out, very sharp pins, and they mm-hmm. put the plaids on there. And okay. that's how the cutters knew where to cut. Oh, yeah. It sure. was pretty neat. But certain <clears throat> members of the workforce were bending over and getting pinched with these pins. Oh, yeah. So they turned uh, the facility into OSHA. Mm-hmm. So here yeah, I'm in my office doing my purchasing thing. And uh, next thing I know, I get a call from the office. I said, OSHA's here. You need to come up here. I says, oh, okay. So I went up front and. Compliance officer, I'll never forget him. Oh, Winaldo. Oh, it was? Yeah, Winaldo. Sure. And, and he says to me, he goes, so you're a safety guy? I said, yep. He says, well, we got some issues here. <laughs> I says, well, I, I'm unaware of them. He said, and you're the safety person and you're unaware of these things? Yeah. You know, and uh, the manager, Bob, kind of rolls his eyes up. He's like, you shouldn't have said that, you know. So anyway, we go tour the area, <clears throat> and there was some legitimate complaints. Sure, yeah. And uh, at that time, uh he said to me, uh, well, we're going to issue some citations. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, like, what's that? You know, because I didn't know about this stuff. Sure. So sure enough, they get some citations. And then we're leaving uh, the meeting, I guess, the inspection, you know. And he says to me, he says, you really don't know a lot about this, do you? And I says, I don't. I don't. And he says, well, I'll tell you what, let me help you. He says, you come see me. Mm-hmm. So. After we got the citations and that was all settled, I mean, I went and saw him. He was giving me some good directions. Oh, on good, things. Yeah. good. He was giving me some good directions. I kept thinking to myself, maybe, maybe this is an opportunity for uh-huh. something to do because the job I was at was, yeah, it was, it was okay. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't making a ton of money, and it just I was getting burned out, and you know, just and I'd been there like seven years. Well, no, at that point, I was pretty early, but I stayed there about seven years, and I did the safety thing, and I did the first aid CPR, and I did all that stuff with them. In addition to my other duties, but the the turning point was uh, oh god, back in the early eighties. Uh, yeah, my wife said to me, "You don't you don't want to go to work today, do you?" I said, "You know, I don't. I'm going to work on a flower bed outside." Right. You know, and she said, "Well, I found an ad 
they're looking for a safety director. You know, I said, really? She said, yeah, I laid on the kitchen table. You know, you can do what you want with it. And uh, in them days, there was no you know, cell phones or anything. So I, I called this number up. And uh, I talked to a guy by the name of Wayne Eliason. Mm-hmm. Wing about with you? I remember that name, yeah. yeah. Wing about with you? And I said to him, I said, hey, I got this ad here. You're looking for a safety director. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, who are you? And I made my name. He goes, you know, I've heard, I've heard your name. Mm-hmm. I said, mm, I don't know if that's good or bad, but okay. Right. He said, can you come see me? I said, sure. So I went out and saw him, <clears throat> out in this area, actually. And uh, I saw him, and he said, we're looking for a safety director. I said, Okay. He goes, and you're a safety director. I said, I am. He goes, we are a drywall company. We're a construction company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, you know, this is what we do. And I said to him, I said, well, my understanding of construction is that you guys only work so much a year and then you sit home the rest of the year. Da, da, da. He goes, well, that's not true. That's not true. You know, so whoever told you that was misleading you mm-hmm. or you don't understand completely. I said, okay. So we talked a little bit, and he goes, what do you think? And I says, well, let me, let me go home and, and think about this, mm-hmm. you know. So I went home, and we had a conversation. And, uh, and uh, I called him up. I said, you know what? I think I'd like to talk to you guys again. So I went out there again. And at this point in time, they had made their mind up already that they wanted me to work. That you were the safety that guy. That I was going to be the safety guy. <laughs> right. They had made their mind up. And I went out there, and I'm sitting there. And he says, uh, well, I think I think we'd like to have you on board. Mm-hmm. Good, you know. I said, okay, and he says, uh, so here's a package, and he gives me a little business card, and he puts a wage on there, and he hands it to me, you know, slides across the table, and I pick this thing up. It's like double what I'm making, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking, uh, okay, uh, I think we can work. I with think that. we can work with this. <laughs> Well, the next day, he goes, you know, I had a feeling you'd say that, so I got something else for you. He sent me another piece of paper, and in there was a memo he had sent out already saying, on a certain, certain day, uh, Ribbon will be joining us as a safety director. for." He'd already published it. He'd already it. published it, and I, <laughs> I didn't even know it, right? So I, I really thank him a lot for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. But if you, if you, and, and then continue that, once I got in there, to the drywall company, mm-hmm. and my my experience with with the construction safety was very limited. I mean, I came from a manufacturing right. environment, right. and uh, he says, "What I want you to do is just go out and and uh, check for the guys, make sure they're doing things safe." I'm thinking, hmm, "Okay, how do I know what they're doing safe?" Right. So I met with all the pro- different project managers, and I rode around with them for a week, and they introduced me to the crews and stuff like that. And and boy, I was getting a good education, and I was given being told things I probably never heard in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I remember coming back to him, and because and, I had, I, to, I think I told you a story, I had a drywall guy on a scaffold one time, and Lurch, I never forget the name, Lurch, that was his name. How fitting, right? <laughs> big guy, big guy, you know? And he says, I said something about the scaffold. I said, your scaffold's not right. And he goes, you, he climbed down the scaffold, and he must have been about six foot five, whatever, this big guy, you know? He puts his hand in my face. His hand's bigger than my head. And he said, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, I felt very intimidated, uh-huh. very okay. intimidated. And I just looked at him. I said, okay, well, I can see this is not working today. So, you know, I got my truck and I left. And I went back to work and I told Wayne, I said, this guy just, you know, I thought he was going to throw me off a building or something. You know, he, I, he, I don't have a clue. And he said, you find out what you got to do. So I went back to my buddy Ronaldo again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was telling me, he goes, here's what you need to do, you know. 
I think I told you, I say next thing I get all the money, all these OSHA schools, I'm being educated by oh, yeah, by good. the government on what right. they want, what right. they need, you know, and, and what their expectations were and all that. So I, uh, I I think I told that drywall guy, I said, you know, you're right. But when I come back, I will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went back. I went back and saw him again. After you learned After all that I learned stuff, all yeah. that, you know, and then he goes, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, oh, contraire, I do. Mm-hmm. And this is wrong, and we're going to fix yeah. it. Yeah. So- the early days, yeah, they were a struggle. Yeah. They were a struggle. And I go back to, Doug, when I, you know, a good friend who passed away, Cal Solomon, after I got involved with ENK, uh, he he kind of latched on to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I believe, like, I'm going to date myself here, I got my OSHA uh, outreach training card back in the mid-'80s. Mm-hmm. And I think I was one of the very few. I was going to say, that was when the program started. Yeah, man, so. I was one of the very few Nebraska's, if, if – probably was the only one in Omaha, I think, mm-hmm. you know. And if I look back on now, there was only like three other safety people that I knew, Bob with Keywood, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie with Hawkins, rest his soul, mm-hmm. you know. And that's all I knew. And and both of those guys had other duties. They weren't full-time safety people. Right. And my job was completely full-time, full-time safety. safety. Yeah. And, uh, and then Cal found out that I had my instructor's card. And apparently Bob must have had his one too. So next thing I know, Bob and I are going around – Midwestern doing OSHA 30 hour, and we became the duel, you uh-huh. know. And uh, I mean, Ben Berry, you saw, he say, Oh, there they are, the famous duel, you know. And, mm-hmm. and we would, we did a ton of 30 hour classes together, had a lot of fun. That's cool. I didn't fun. know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then Cal was having me do 10 hour uh, OSHA classes at night at the mm-hmm. community center, you oh, know. Yeah. And them, them days, you could do 10 hours in a day. In a day. Oh, boy, yeah. they were brutal. <laughs> Remember yeah, them days? You know? I do. And I remember going to his office. We'd make sandwiches and put them in tin foil and everything else. And, yeah. and and just 10 hours. I said, God, Cal, I don't know if this is a good idea. Anything to keep the guys awake? Just, it was. I, I felt bad for them because at that time, I didn't have the materials I had now. Mm-hmm, right. And, uh, and if you remember, if you, you've done your outreach, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. uh, when I did my outreach, it was I, – I, I, I ought to say 10 days. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but it, it may have been seven, maybe been 10. In either way, I, it was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we sat there, and it was, oh, there's about 20 of us in class from around the country. And when we left, they called your name, and they put you in the back room, and all the stuff, boxes and boxes of books. Materials. Materials, my yeah. God, you know. I remember they, those days. Remember those days, you know? Yeah. And they ship all the stuff home. And uh, and I got I got I'm going to date myself here because uh, – I still have some of that stuff. Do you? I do. It's in uh, my archives at work, and yeah. my assistant Ann is threatening me to. <laughs> time to time purge to some of them. them. <laughs> you know? well, so, how did you end up at uh, Commonwealth? Well, so you know, so I'm now I'm just cruising along at ENK, and uh, and then Cal again. You know, mm-hmm. he uh, he said, "Hey, uh, some guys want to have lunch with you." And I said, "Who?" He goes, "Well, just some guys. They want to have lunch with you." And I said, "Who are they?" And he goes, "Well, you'll see when you get there." And so I met these gentlemen over at the off Pacific Street over there, and they were about seven mechanical contractors. Mm-hmm. And very, very quiet, very quiet. And uh, they said, well, we want you to come do for us what you did for E&K. Oh, yeah. You know, and E&K, what we did was we were successful because, again, I was the first safety director mm-hmm. for E&K, and Miller Drywall was a combination right. of companies. And, uh and we were successful in getting their EMR lower and their accident oh, yeah. rates completely lower. And we, we, and again, it took a while. It took about mm-hmm. seven years to get all that done. But it, mm-hmm. it, we got it done. But you but saw, I, you saw progress. Oh, you made progress. major progress. Good, major progress. Before I left ENK, I was in charge of all the safety directors around the country. 
Oh, yeah. And then we had branches in several different states, mm-hmm. and, and we'd have meetings a couple times a year. And, and I was a facilitator, and I they worked for me more or less, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and I'd go to the locations, and I used to go to Oklahoma and hire and fire them all the time because we just couldn't find a good safety person in Oklahoma. But that being said, so uh, when I met these guys, you know, they were very quiet. They just said, "We want you to do for us what you did for E and K." And I thought, okay, well. Not kind sure. of a consortium of yes, these mechanical uh, all mechanical guys. That's cool. And it was really cool, Doug, because I, and I, I said, well, uh, at that time, my wife, parents lived on a farm. And uh, I said, well, it, and we were, her and I were both very happy at E&K. It was family. Mm-hmm. You know, we did things mm-hmm. out there. Uh, they were a great organization at that time. And uh, it, it was it was tough. I mean, you know, and uh, so I talked to the facilitator of all this mechanicals uh, <clears throat> Ron and he said uh, well we're going to have another meeting and they want you to decide what you're going to do so we got together again it must be the industry thing because they gave me another business card with the wage on it <laughs> it slid it over the table slid it over the table and, uh, and I'm looking at it and go whoa you know did you double again uh, no I didn't <laughs> it was damn near double again I so I go home and, and show my wife she goes well I don't know I don't know. She goes, the money's good, but, you know, you're happy to NK. It's a family environment and all this and all that. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I said, I just need to get away. So her and I went to the farm and out there, and, and I got to drive tractor and all that stuff. Just get my mind off, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I get home, and there's a message on the answer machine from Ron, the facilitator of all this. Mm-hmm. He says, we understand you have some concerns and doubts, so we're willing to up the ante a little more, right? So, boy, now what do I do, right? So I, I see the ante, and I think, oh, well, this is just too good to be true. So I I made the decision to, to mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Doug, that was one of the hardest things I probably ever did in my life because E&K was family. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. it was great. I get that. You know, it was just – it was just, and they, they gave me the opportunity to – to be who I was at that time. Right. And uh, so when I went, um, I met with my boss at the time, Wayne. I met him for a beer over here off of 84th again. And uh, I told him, he goes, he goes, well, what can I do to keep you? And I <laughs> I, sh- I showed him that card. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, I can't do that. Yeah. I says, okay. I, 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 understand I understand that. Understand, I understand. Yeah. That's a, it's a business thing. He goes, but I will tell you one thing. You come in on Friday and you tell the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was tough. I'll bet. That was tough. Yeah. So to get it past, I get past E&K now. Now I'm mechanical contractors. And again, my job was just to go around and help these contractors mm-hmm. and, uh, and facilitate their safety and, and run some safety meetings for them and do some inspections for them. I act as uh, uh, they were liaison if they got OSHA citations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. That's and, cool. Uh, and I was successful in getting some some of their citations reduced and things like that. But it wasn't I wasn't really busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't busy. I'd sit there and twirl my thumbs. And I remember Jenny; she was the receptionist. And I think the highlight of our week was uh, Maria's would have dollar tacos on Wednesday. <laughs> so you know, it was yeah. kind of funny. But we, but we got to go to many Christmas parties you could think of. My God, we was all over the place, right? Yeah. But and I think I told you some the tradesmen. And and that would that would we can just step into this thing here because the safety person, all these mechanical people, they didn't have one. 
Now, right now, they do have. They do now. They do mostly, now. Most of the mechanical guys have safety people, and I think that's fabulous. Now, in yeah. fact, I chaired a, a couple of meetings with these people. They, you know, I, they still call me. I, mm-hmm. I go out there. I'll Good. sit in their safety meetings with them and stuff. Uh, but they, they all have safety directors now, and I think that's that's very commendable for that. Because yeah, we agree. didn't have it was, just, it was just me. It was just me. And, you know, like I told you earlier, my goal was to – I didn't know who these guys were, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just listened to what they were doing. They taught me. They taught me a lot of tracking – I can soft solder with the best of them. Mm-hmm. EK guys told me how to rock, how to tape. Mm-hmm. You know, so not only was I doing them a service, they were doing me a service too. Right. Well, you know, I got a lot of skills. I'm an old Navy guy, right. and uh, I got a lot of skills. But I can do a lot of stuff now because mm-hmm. what but they taught me. <laughs> because you listened. Because right. I listened. I, mean, I listened. I watched and I learned. Right. Know? And uh, in, in order for me to be successful with them, they had to know I knew what they were doing. Under, right. What Absolutely. the what their concerns were. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, then I'm sitting there and I'm bored, and I would go home to my wife. I said, "You know, I'm kind of bored." She goes, "Seriously?" She goes, "You're making really good money." I said, "I know." She goes, "Can't you be bored for that kind of money?" I said, "No." <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, I I have to have money. I got to be busy. Well, a guy by the name of Gary with Commonwealth got mm-hmm. a hold of me, and a guy by the name of Bill with Baxter Kenworthy got a hold of me, and uh, they said, "Hey, can we take you to lunch?" I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go again." Right. So I met with these guys for lunch, and they said, "Can you work for us like you're doing with the mechanicals mm-hmm. for these electrical contractors. electrical contractors? Yeah, you know, for Nika." And I said, "Yeah, I'm not very busy. You know, I can do this. You know." So, and they said, "Well, we'll just pay me- mechanical contractors for your time." I said, "Bill us out." I said, "Right, okay." Right. So I thought, "Yeah, that give me another avenue." You know, not because I, I wasn't busy. You know, I just wasn't busy, mm-hmm. and. uh well, I did learn to. I learned how to use a PC fluently because I had all this time, you know. Uh, but so I went to work with Commonwealth at that time, and I was doing the majority of my work was with Commonwealth. And in them days, uh, Cargill, remember, you know Cargill? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Cargill was just coming out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I spent a lot of time up there. Oh, right. Well, it turned out that apparently Gary knew me because he'd done an OSHA 10-hour with me before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I mean, you, you know how you, you, yeah, you get so many faces. Jesus. I think I, I tracked it one time, Doug. For the state of Nebraska, I probably have about 5,000 students. Uh, tens all and thirties. Yeah, tens and thirties all the state. Yeah. All my little cards floating around someplace, you know. Anyway, so uh, they, had, they had another guy work from, his name was Nick. Nick was out of Lincoln. And uh, Nick came to, um, he was the project manager on the mm-hmm. Cargill thing. And I got to befriend Nick pretty good. And uh, apparently they went back to their owners and said, you got a guy here that you should not let go. Right. right. So, and they had no safety person either. At Commonwealth. At Commonwealth. They did not have a safety person. So I must have been a foundation for a lot of these things. But they uh, got hold of me. They said, can you do lunch? And I said, oh, boy, another lunch. So here we go with the owners of the mm-hmm. Commonwealth. And to this day, this uh, gentleman named Dave, he's uh, he's a past CEO now, past president, but he'll always be a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, him and I just shared so much over the years, but he said, he's sitting there at lunch and he's giving me every reason in the world why he didn't need a safety director. And I'm sitting next to him. I said, I'm not here looking for a job. You invited <laughs> me to lunch. I mean, right. I, I said, but I know who you guys are. I and said, you need a safety you director. Need, I said, you're foolish for not having a safety director. Right. You know, and he says, yeah. "Well, you don't you don't understand how we work." I said, "Well, probably not, but you need a safety director." You know, yeah. 
And he goes, you looking for a job? I said, no, I got a job. You know, I'm just saying, you're foolish, right? Well, a couple of weeks go by, and next thing I know, they get an invite to a meeting uh, that they were having with their insurance. And when I was with e &K, I had a mentor named Suzanne, and Suzanne was very instrumental. She was a risk manager in my education and going forward mm -hmm. with uh, insurance industry and all that sort of stuff. So I got a great background on that. And she gave me a couple, you know, she's always been, some of the things she's taught me has always stuck with me, mm -hmm. you know, always stuck with me to this day. And I still use some of the things she has, she taught me. But she used to always tell me, you don't know this, you don't know this, you don't know this. And I kept saying, time out, time out. I don't know your end of it. You don't know my end of it. So instead of us bickering back and forth, why don't I come in here and spend a couple of days with you? Mm -hmm. You come to my world, spend a couple mm -hmm. days in my world, and you'll see what I'm dealing with. Right. You know? And that was a great idea. Yeah, that's good advice. It was good advice because uh, we just became the best friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, she leaned on me for different things, and she was controlling the claims, which is funny, funny, because now I control all the claims. And uh, But it was good education. So long story they had this insurance guy come in. So they invited me to lunch, and I went out there, and had, I, I met all these project managers, and I met all these different branch managers and, and so on. And was sitting there, and every time the insurance guy said something, I said, mm, no, that's not quite right, you know? And, and it was a new, it's, it's a, a TPA, third-party administrator that mm -hmm. they have. We still have them. But uh, I kept saying, no, no, that's not right. That's not right. Well, Dave is in this meeting. And unbeknownst to me, I found all this out later that uh, some of the branch managers were telling Dave doing breaks and lunches, said, you need to get this guy on board, you know? So one time at break, Dave said, I'll tell you what, we'll kind of lean toward maybe uh, doing something here. What do you say if I give you a used pickup truck and a uh, six-pack of beer? I said, well, I think we can do better than that. Well, in between this, and a lot of people don't know this, but in between this, I had another good friend of mine named Connie, and Connie worked for OPS. And uh, she had approached me about three or four months before that and said, hey, uh, OPS is going to hire the first full-time safety director. Mm -hmm. I want you to apply. I said, okay. So I did because I wasn't sure about this, you know, mm -hmm. this other opportunity, which hadn't even presented itself yet. Well, next thing I know, she calls me back up a couple weeks later. She says, well, I got some good news and bad news. I said, okay, what's the good news? She said, the good news, you're still in the running. The bad news is they're putting out for a nationwide search. I said, man, no, that's, that's fine. Fair. Sure. That's fine. And, uh, I think they should because, you know, OPS is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Well, she calls me uh, a week or so later. She says, well, well, uh, you're, you're, you're down to the top five. I said, wow, impressive, you know. And she said, yeah. So she says, I'll get back with you. They're going to set interviews up for the top five people. I said, okay. Meantime, I'm still... Not quite sure about this Commonwealth thing here. So I get to uh, OPS for a meeting, an interview with all the board members. I'm in the meeting with Commonwealth Electric at their meeting for them to decide if they want to hire me or not. And I think they made their decision already. They would just have some formality they had to do. I get a phone call. Superintendent of schools, we'd like to offer you the position as a safety director for OPS. I said, Wow. That's pretty oppressive. I said, can I get back with you? And he, <laughs> sure. goes, he goes, yeah, please do. You know, we'd like to have you on board as the f first full-time safety person. I said, okay. So I go back in the room. I told Dave, I said, hey, uh, so all kidding aside here, no pickup truck, no six-pack of beer, none of that stuff. You know, I says, I just got offered a job at OPS. And he said, I don't think you should take that. 
I said, are you offering me a job? And he says, uh, I don't think you should take that. And I said, why? He goes, just trust me. I don't think you should take it. And uh, the CFO at that time, Glenn, who also became a good friend of mine, uh, said to me the same thing. He says, no, he's not kidding. I, I wouldn't take that. You know. So I says, well, you're not being fair to me, and these guys are giving me an opportunity here. So I said, I'll get back to you too. So I got my good friend Bob, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bob and I, Bob and I have been friends for Jesus hundreds of years. I, I go back with him, you know. And Bob and I went out and had a beer and everything else. And he said, he goes, if you're asking for my advice, and to this day, Bob, if you ever hear this, I, I really appreciate what you told me. He says, <clears throat> you don't belong in the public sector, you know. You belong in construction. That's your that's your forte. Mm, so. Yeah. So I called Norbert Sherman and I says, I appreciate the opportunity, you know, and I'm flattered that, you know, I was selected, but at this time I'm going to decline the offer. Well, then a week later, Tom Watts calls me up. They said, can you come out and see us? I said, sure. Then Lincoln, right? So I got Lincoln. I'm sitting there with these people and, and they said, uh, we'd like to offer you a job. Finally. Finally. You know, and uh, so another business card comes across the table. <laughs> you must be thinking about that, huh? Well, here comes a business card, and I pick it up, and I says, hmm. So I took the business card, brought it back, and I scratched it out, built, added my number, put it back. And there was three of them in the room. And they picked it up, passed the card around, and they all go, okay. You know. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, so then I went to mechanical people who I was working for at that time, and I told them, they said, yeah, we expected this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We expected. And they said, can you give us 30 days? And I said, yeah, and long story short. So here's my first day on a job. I think I told you the story a minute ago, right? I, I should tell it again because it's hilarious. It's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story. I was, my first day on a job, I'm, I'm leaving my home in Bellevue. I'm going to Lincoln to do my paperwork and all that stuff. And I go by these my line crew guys, and they're on 84th and 370. And... and I still kid them to this day. They look like a bunch of yahoos out there. You know, they, nobody had any PPE on, hanging from buckets up no there. No high vis No, nothing. I mean, traffic's going back and forth, honking that up and everything, you know. So I just rolled to my window, and I said, hey, you guys might want to turn that flash bar on, you know. And they said, who the hell? You know, they just looked at me. I, I don't know if they flipped me off or not. But, I'm you know, sure they did. They probably did. And I get the link, and, and, uh, I, and I then, long story short, uh, Dave told Gary in the office, he said, I had a White car came by and honked at us, and who in hell was that? And, and he said, that's your new safety director. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you keep him off my jobs. Yeah. You know, and uh, totally different story now. I was going to say, that was safety 25 years oh, ago, Oh, right? easily. We don't want to see that We don't want to see guy. that. No, and, and, it, it, and it, it, it took a while for me to to win that over. Uh, I'll never forget, though, when I, when I, after I got on board, with Commonwealth, and this is a good part, Doug. So I, I get on board with Commonwealth. I get all my paperwork done. I, I give my month's notice. My first day on a job, I go out there now. I'm going to sign on all my paperwork the first day after I meet these guys on 84th Street, right? And I'm sitting there filling paperwork out and everything out. And here comes Glenn. He's our CFO, and he goes, "Oh, by the way, here you're leaving Wednesday." I says, "Where am I going?" He goes, well, "You're going to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, they have insurance meetings, and you need to go there and get to know these people." Mm-hmm. I says, oh, "Okay." So. Two days in the job, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, with this captive insurance company. And uh, Doug, I mean, uh, Scott Love and I belong to the same insurance. Mm-hmm. So it's Gallagher, Gallagher mm-hmm. Bassett. Great organization, yeah. great, great TPA. 
and I've been with them ever since. I've been on all these committees with them, and I've been I've been really involved with them. But I never forget that because the first day I was sitting there, and, and they gave me this book, and it's like a black book. Mm-hmm. I, I still have it. I still have this black book. And what it was, it's a list of all the locations they had, the man hours, the accidents, um, and all this sort of stuff. And we were averaging, oh, 15 to 16 accidents a year per location. Oh, man. That's... Yeah, per location. And I, I look back on that book now, and I, I kind of told Glenn about this a couple of years ago. And I said, look at this. Look at this, you know. And uh, so I told him at that time when they gave me this book. And they they and they just said, "Here you go. This is this is this is uh, what we're up against. <clears throat> this is who we are. Let's, this is who we are. Yeah. This is this is this is why you're here. Let's get it fixed." Yeah, and I'll never forget. To, I'll never forget when I told him, especially Dave. I said, "If you expect me to turn this around within five years, you have got the wrong guy, because that's not going to happen." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, "You do what you take. You do what you need to do. We'll support you." Yeah, and that's the biggest thing too. The biggest thing was that support. Yeah. Huge. Well, so. You've been a thir- you've been a safety manager, safety director for thirty five years. Easily maybe, based on that, easily that chronology. Easily. What do you what do you tell a new? I mean, and I know you've trained a number of safety people over the years. What I do have. you tell a new safety guy? You know, uh, boy, I tell or you. what would you tell yourself if you were yeah. talking to yourself thirty I, you know, years ago? I, I, I guess. What's an important part of being a safety director? You know, you gotta you gotta listen. Mm. You gotta listen. I I you and I have talked about this before. I that there is in a. I don't know who's going to listen to this, but there's some safety people out there right now who's doing, and I say my profession because mm-hmm. it's, it's my profession. Mm-hmm. We take it. I agree. With, I take it very personally. Yeah, mine, I agree. And uh, you're doing me a huge injustice, huge injustice because of the way they so approach, they approach it. It's the way they approach it, and, mm-hmm. and and you can't do that. You'll you'll never ever, and I've never ever ever got in somebody's face. Never for what you know. Yeah. All that does is just creates a wall. Creates an adversarial relationship, right? And, you know, next time they see me, what are they going to say? You know? Well, if they talk to you at all, they are typically hiding something. Mm-hmm. Or- I remember when I first started doing job job site inspections for Commonwealth. Man, I was gung ho. I was out there, and I I looked like tool of Tim, you know, man. You know, going out there, and I had my my hard hat, my safety glasses, and I had this notebook, and I'm gonna. You know, I was always looking for new gadgets to write things on, everything else, you know. And uh, then it dawned on me. It dawned on me. Uh, what are they? What are they? What? How are they perceiving me? You know, here I come out there. Yeah, I got my hard hat on. I got my glasses on. And them days we didn't wear gloves. And but I got this notebook, right? And so I thought to myself, that perception is I'm going to find something wrong. So to this day, Doug, you'll never see me walk on a job site with a tablet. No, never, no. never, never. And uh, well, it looks like you're there to police somebody. I'm, yeah, exactly. And I'm not there for that. Right. And what I do, I, I wear glasses. And them days I didn't. And one day I said to myself, no, you better take them blinders off because mm-hmm. there's more to what sees the eye here. Right. You know, and, and so now when I'm on a job site, and I don't do it very often anymore, but uh, I, I kind of miss it. But yeah. when I do go out there, I see it. Yeah. I see everything. Well, you, you, your comment, <clears throat> excuse me, your comment about listening is, a, is an important one. When I think about what makes a good safety professional, uh, I think definitely listening uh, is one of the most critical, you know, a little humility goes a long way, listening, mm-hmm. paying attention. I know when I was with OSHA, I, I had some responsibility to train new compliance officers. 
And one of the things I told him was, look, you're going to go into a lot of different types of facilities. You're going to be on construction sites, looking at different contractors. You will never know their work as well as they do. So exactly. you have to watch them. Exactly. You have to, you have to ask them questions. Exactly. Uh, it's kind of, uh, you're trying to, you're trying to gain, gain this mutual respect between the, the people who you're looking out for right. and you. I mean, you're, you're probably going to know the regulations better than them. But, but it's not, not always about just barking regulations. No, it's it's at not their job to know the regulation. That's your right. job. Right. But then you got to know how to apply that regulation too. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell, well, I've been to the OSHA office. I used to go down periodically and I'll, I'll do classes for them. Mm-hmm. You know? I and, remember that. Yeah. And, and I tell them, I said, your rules are black and white. Outside that door is the real world. Mm-hmm. You know? And sometimes these black and white rules, they don't really match what you're trying to say out here. Right. I get the point. Right. I get the point. Nobody wants to get hurt. And we could do everything we can to prevent that from happening. But sometimes that black and white world doesn't match. Right. You know, <clears throat> you said something to me <clears throat> once before. That's pretty professional, man. Sorry about that. Uh, you said something to me once before about making your worst employee your ally. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? I thought that was really yeah prophetic. Yeah. I uh, In each one of these cases, uh, uh, my experiences with the, with the mechanicals, with the drywall, and with the electrical, um, there's always that one individual who's going to fuck you. And unfortunately, that one individual seems to have a lot of influence with mm-hmm. a lot of other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? And uh, in, in the electrical industry, for instance, we have you know journeymen and everything else. And, then, and if you get a journeyman who totally does not believe in what you're doing here, doesn't quite get what you're doing, he's going to filter that down to the young mm-hmm. guys coming up. And, right. and the bad habits can continue. Kind of affects the whole crew or the whole company. It does, it does. So I made it a point, and I, and I I started doing this at the drywall company, uh, Lurch, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I I I kind of won him over, thinking having him believe that I wasn't the cop, I wasn't there to find things wrong with him. Right. But that's and I think you know Doug. Now that I think about that, I think that's when I quit carrying a tablet mm-hmm. you know yeah i quit and i would always go and I, and I tell people safety directors i've trained i says you need to have a broad vision of all this stuff and and take it all in and then when you get to your car make your notes mm-hmm. don't well that's yeah. a good point i said don't ever make a note in front of somebody don't ever do that because they'll look and say no matter what he's right now it's about me i know what right. it is. They, they, you know, they know <clears> what it's bad it is. and it's, it's about bad. me it's about me don't ever do that I don't do that now. So anyway, I, 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 that's really good advice. It is. Man. I mean, I, I it, it's been successful for me. I, yeah. I mean, I gotta, I make, yeah. a, I make a good living, safety yeah. pays, and and so on. But anyway, so I, I'd go back to the car, write my notes. But anyway, so I'd find that one person, and it it didn't happen overnight. It it was a struggle, you know, because mm-hmm. then you got the other people. And, and at one time point, I remember once somebody told me I forgot what trade it was. They said, "Well, you just you're trying to be buddy buddy with him." I said, "No, no, I'm not doing that." I'm here to help him because I know he's a leader. I said, I watch you guys. I see how you gravitate toward him. Mm-hmm. I said, what am I doing? Yeah, you can tell pretty I can tell. pretty quickly I said, who's, you know, you know, I'm not a stupid alpha guy. person in oh, that Oh, yeah. I said, I could see this. And if I can get through him, he's going to get through you. Right. You know? Right. And so in each one of the trades I've been in, uh, yeah, I've been. But that, that is really good advice, man. If you can turn, if you can enlist the support of that naysayer and that's typically because you have gained their respect mm-hmm. typically 
they don't you don't he may not like you he or she may not like you but mm-hmm. if they respect what you're doing and you can gain their support yeah that can turn a lot of people oh yeah i'll give you a good example here years and years ago up in flagstaff arizona i was down there and uh this guy uh in them days, they could wear their hard ass because again, we were still pretty new at this thing right. back in the late nineties, early nineties to early two thousand. But I'm down on a job site, and, and they could wear any hard hat they wanted to down there. Now that's changed. We've changed mm-hmm. all that. You know, right. we we are who we are. We are Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was down there, and he flags up. He's got he's on his ladder, and he's leaning against the wall, and I'm, he's got some weird hard hat on. And I said, and I walked by him and said, "Hey, buddy, uh, yeah, think about replacing that ladder a little better." And he goes, "Well, who in hell are you?" And I said, well, you know, Commonwealth Electric, I'm the safety guy. He goes, well, I work for you guys. I said, well, I didn't know that. You know, I, I see a different color hard hat. I don't know. Right, right. And he, you know what he said to me? He goes, well, what difference does the hard hat make? And I said, I'll tell you what the difference is. <laughs> right. Here's the difference. If I see you with that hard hat on, I just told you, you might want well to do a better job placing that ladder. You fall down and you get hurt, I'm going to say, hey, buddy, you better get some help. Right? Mm-hmm. I see you fall off that ladder with a Commonwealth hard hat on. I guarantee you, I'm going to get you the best help available. Mm-hmm. He said, no shit. Where do I get a yellow hard hat at? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Right? Man. So yeah. uh, it, it's just, again, we talked earlier about this. It's how you approach it. And, again, I there's guys out there, and you know who they are. And because I said so. Because I said mm-hmm. so. Well, give me a reason. Right. Give me a reason. Give me a legitimate reason why you said that. I think that is more true now than it used to be oh. as well. I think, it, it, you know, 25 years ago, everybody's management style was do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. And I think now, I think... That's an injustice. I, if, you, if you aren't giving some rationale or explanation, yeah. I, th- I think you're just, yeah, you're doing the employee a disservice to some extent. I think they're capable of understanding why we do some of this stuff. Yeah, I, I, know that. I, I really kind of live by uh, see, hear, and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... If you listen, you, you, you'll know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with them, right? right. But my, my responsibility is to convince them that what I'm saying is not always the best way, but it's the safest way. Mm-hmm. You know, Like mm-hmm. I said, black and white versus real world. Right. Uh, it, it's just, right. it's just you got to be able to, you know, I was always told by some other people that I have a way of communicating with the guys. I said, well, it's not so much communicating with them. I can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I can relate no to them. You know, I'm not here to bust their ass, right? Right. They're, I'm here to help them. Yeah. Help them go home. And, yeah, that attitude makes a difference. I'll tell you another story. Here, Doug. I got a ton of stories. Well, I, got, I, I have one thing I want to yeah, ask well, you before. Sure, we, so you've said another thing to me recently, and um, it, I thought that was really significant. But you said uh, pat them on the back as well as kick, kick them in, in the, the ass. ass. Yeah. And I think that is something that is overlooked, I think, by those safety guys you were mm-hmm. talking about that mm-hmm. are kind of a discredit to what we they do. Are. Yeah, yeah. And you, if, if you continue down that path, if if, if I was going to advise a new safety person mm-hmm. to come in, you know, I would tell them that, yep. know, pat them on the back. Yeah, what do you mean by that exactly? You know, I, I would tell them, you know, like I, go, I said earlier, listen, listen, mm-hmm. learn, you know, see, hear, and then... Uh, Compliment. Be complimentary. Mm-hmm. Your job is not out there, you know. When these these mechanical guys, man, they gave me a hell of an education on how to soft solder. Mm-hmm. Now, when initially they were doing it wrong. In my opinion, they were using just a rag with no glove on everything else. And mm-hmm. I said, that was a great idea, man. You cleaned that soft solder out. And I said, but let's expand that a little bit. Let's put a pair of leather gloves on and do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to save yourself. Because that burns yeah. a little sometimes. Don't right. He goes, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? So when I, all I got to do is put that little subliminal message in there. 
Next time, that guy is going to say, do I want to burn my hand or do I want to put a glove on? Right. And the glove went on. Mm-hmm. You know? So, again, you win them over by understanding what they do. But don't go out there and try some of it. You know, wow. I, I told this one school, I'll be named nameless, but I said, you're graduating these kids with these safety degrees, and they're coming out, and they're dumb as a rock. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> because he goes, well, we rely on guys like you to give them the opportunity. Right. I said, no, that opportunity starts here. You know, you're teaching them the schools and regulations and all that stuff. I know that. I can recite that book cover to cover. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I know it as right. well as the guy in the field should have been able to apply it. Right. So you got to know that stuff. Don't go out there and be a jerk. Well, and that's why you have to know the work that the guys are doing and understand why they do things a certain way. Yeah. No, it's it's no, easy to be critical, man. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, know their trade. Yeah, you have to kind walk, of understand walk, that. Walk as in well their as shoes. You can. Walk in their shoes. Yeah, no doubt. You know, walk in their shoes, and and you'll get a better. I mean, trenches. I I, <laughs> I was on a trench job years ago out in Western Nebraska, and I walked up there, and uh, the guy it was about ten foot, twenty foot deep, and I walked out there. It was cold, and I had this brand new pair of Carhartts on, and I went out there, and the guy says, "What are you doing?" I said, "Come on, you know what I'm doing here." He goes, well, it looks pretty good, don't it? I said, yeah, looks real good. Who, who did this for you? He goes, well, we subbed it out. I said, no, good bench. You know, you got to know that mm-hmm. stuff. He says, but I got a problem right now. I said, what? He goes, well, I'm not sure I want you here. I says, and I knew this guy a long time. I said, oh, quit giving me a bunch of crap. He gave me a shove, and I went sliding in the ditch. And I came back out, and he goes, I'm okay now. I says, what was that about? He goes, well, when you showed up, you had a brand new Carhartt on. <laughs> now you look like you belong here. Right. <laughs> so, shiny new. Shiny new. Yeah. And, and, and I took that as a, I, I did take it as an insult. Right. I could have said, hey, you you know, so-and-so, then yeah. I'm going to write your ass up and all that. I, I didn't. No. You know, and, you know, I want to go back to that write-up thing. I, I, never, I don't write people up. Mm-hmm. They don't work for me. What am I doing? If I write them up, then what am I? I'm the cop. Mm-hmm. Here comes ribbon. I'm going to pull out that little tablet, and by golly, I'm going to get a ticket, and I'm going to pay my fine, and... I don't do that. Right. It don't work for me. I get the foreman. Say, hey, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do about this? Yeah, you know. And the foreman, if if, you, if the foreman's bought into it, and I I think we have an exceptional crew right now because after twenty five years, I would think they know what right. we expect. They know what's understood of them. They know or what's expected. What's expected of them? Yeah. What's expected no of them? We we developed an orientation video, and they see it right up front. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you and I were talking about some disciplinary programs and things like that. Uh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, most companies have a verbal, a written suspension. Sure. You know, and which to me is kind of silly because my verbal is when you got hired. Right. I give you that You book. got the warning. You got the warning. Here's the right. book. I've been giving you every tool you need mm-hmm. to work safe. Well, I know, I know some companies have um, established the policy that working safely is just an expectation. That's just, uh, you know, that's just the job. You're expected to work safely. I don't really need to reiterate that, do I? I mean, it's oh, yeah, 2019. You know, it, it's you know, these guys that we deal with now anymore. The, the trades are have, have come a long ways. I I did a presentation for a school one time, and I I told these young kids, I said, uh, look around the look around the room here, and they all look at them like staring at the headlight, you know. And I says, what do you see? You know, and I said, you see walls, right? You see doors. You see ceiling. You see lights. How did they get there? You know, I said, somebody used their hands to get there. I said, that's what you want to consider doing. You know, mm-hmm. my job is to make sure you put that light up there, put that door in there, and go home safe. Right. That's my job. Yeah. You know. That is interesting. You know, it? and then you get the parents in there. Oh, 
Yeah, they're they're because you know, they don't want the little boy getting hurt. Right. You know, and uh, and right now we got the millennials, and you hear about a lot of stories about that. But yeah, safety is a big part, and and you know, like you you and I go back all these years, and it was it wasn't even heard of. I know it. It wasn't even heard Things of. Things have changed quite a bit. Fall protection. You only do what? You know, I mean, I, I never forget uh, one of the compliance officers came to my job site years ago, and, and brand new compliance officer. And I, I like to have fun with those guys. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, hey, how do you keep that eyewash station from freezing in the wintertime? He goes, well, that's a good question. I said, I suppose the guy could always put a little antifreeze in there, right? <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and said, yeah, I suppose that'd be okay. And then it caught him, you know. He goes, right. he goes oh, you just <laughs> messed with me, aren't you? <laughs> really? I said, well, I yeah. hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the evolution of the safety, the field alone is mm-hmm. is, is, is huge. It is. You know everybody. Mm-hmm. You, 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 can't, you can't find people. Yeah. Everybody wants them. Uh, more and more of these data centers around the country, uh, mm-hmm. they want full-time safety people mm-hmm. on job sites. You know? That's true. And they don't want somebody just come out of uh, off the streets. Yeah, man. They want somebody who's got some experience. Some experience, no you know? doubt. They want experience. They want experience. Uh, they want to see some background. You know, they want to see a proven record. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go up there and start barking at them. You know, that's well, not a proven record. Well, man, we're coming close to the end of our time. Let me ask you sure. a question. Is there anything? Now, I know you're not you're not huge on technology. Uh, you said you don't carry a notepad onto the job sites. Typically, you might record something back in your car afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tools, any resources, any websites, any any anything that you can yeah. recommend to a new safety guy that, yeah. that might make their job easier? I, I, I would anything go. I would go to again uh, the industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the industry that you're in has has a ton of resources. Uh, for instance, uh, mechanical contractors. They belong to a thing called MCAO. Mm-hmm. Uh, MCA. Mechanical contractors, uh, let's go. They got NECA, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the ABCs of the schools. Go to the places where they're educating these people. Get their resources. Mm-hmm. Get their tools they're using. Okay. You know what? I, I I'm a big believer in in. Uh, I work with the manufacturer of tools. Mm-hmm. You know because we've had some instances where guys were using a two handed tool with one hand. I said, hey, why don't you develop something? Sure enough, they got a tool now with two hands, a dead man switch. You know, so requires both requires hands both on the hands, tool. You yeah, know? and I. I, I I think if you understand, again, not only what they're doing, but what they're using to do what they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, here's a hammer. Okay, we all got hammers, right? Uh, OSHA talks about rounded mushroom heads and all that stuff, but really, how often does that happen? Yeah? I don't think the, it's... The, I don't, right. <laughs> the black and white world, right? Right. So, uh, but the new safety person needs to be able to reach out to the industry, their insurance companies. Good point, yeah. You know, and because the insurance companies, they, I always been told, well, the only reason we have safety because insurance drives it. Nope. Nope. Insurance company could care less. They encourage you to have safety programs. They want you to have safety programs because the more losses you have, well, obviously it's going to hurt the company. I said, so it's it's a betterment to have a safety person. Mm-hmm. But utilize them for, give you tools, give you mm-hmm. some training materials. Like the Gallagher Bassett, who we work for, right. oh, it's great. We have portals, we have we talk to each other and you know and, and we share things so yeah you utilize the people who do what you do don't go out there and say okay i'm a new safety director and i'm going to be working in a chemical manufacturing and by golly i'm going to do this do this do this and the last thing you need to say is well where's your msds mm-hmm. by the time you need the msds you went too <laughs> far right <laughs> something right something, something happened, failed along something the failed yeah. along the way mm-hmm. that msds is the last thing you need yeah you know so 
you just kind of. I know think that's that. a good advice, though, man. It I think is. I think the industries, the associations, are doing a much better much job, better job. developing the, trades, the uh, tools, training tools, and, oh, and information, technology. white papers. Oh, in my like in that. my industry right now, the electrical, uh, we we've come a long ways. When we got plug and play now, we got remote access to buckets, uh, removing starter buckets, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, Flash guards in front of buses. I mean, it's it's, it's huge improvement with the industry. Still. Yeah, but again, yeah. they rely on the people in the field. Yeah, you know, because that's where the information comes from. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Right. You know, and if if you can provide some positive input, but don't go out there and just try and blow smoke up somebody's butt because you think, well, I'm just got out of school. And I know this stuff. No, right. No, you don't. Right. No, you don't. I see a new safety person. And I shouldn't put a label on it, but if I see a new guy out there and he's in his early 20s and everything else, mid-30s, and trying to tell me something, I'll share one last story with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, safety person, right. He called me up. He said, hey, uh, you guys told me you don't, you're you not going to use yellow tape anymore. I said, nope. He says, well, we use caution tape a lot. I said, why? That's you. He says, why, why don't you use caution tape? I said, because what we do is inherently dangerous. So no matter what it is, so my guys are just tuned in tune to use dead red danger tape. Mm-hmm. I mean, caution means caution means come on in, take a look around, and be careful. Almost nothing yeah. at this point. Yeah, right? I said danger tape means stay the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. So he says to me, young kid, he says, well, apparently you don't know the difference between yellow and red tape. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a minute, I soaked that in, and and I here's what I said. I said, you little smart ass. I said, you know who you're talking to? You know? Oh, I said, you got five years of this. Mm-hmm. I got 30. Right. Who do you think's right here? Yeah. You know? I think, I think, yeah, that is one of the dangers of the new safety person. Yeah. I, I know that in my experience with OSHA, new people uh, are very eager to please their bosses. They want to, they want to come across as competent and capable and so they try mm-hmm. extremely hard to yeah. um, follow the letter of the law from a compliance standpoint they are you know they are looking at the regs they're reading the regs they're comparing that to what they're they think they're seeing mm-hmm. and writing citations i remember one of my trainers when i started with osha was a guy named seth burmeister mm-hmm. you know seth probably he's yeah. down at the va medical center now as oh. the safety manager cool been down there for quite a long time um, he used to always stop me and say, well, Doug, what's the hazard? I'd say, I think I can cite this. I think this is a violation. I need to always stop and say, well, what's the hazard? And, uh, you'd have to pause for a minute and think, well, I, well, I guess it really isn't a hazard. You know, there's a black and white statement here that's not being met to the letter, yeah. but there really isn't a hazard. And I think, yeah. you know, sometimes New safety people can be a little bit oh. zealous in that. Oh, I, I had you got to step back. I had one one time I on job sites and just it was a, a lady and there's nothing wrong with that. But she came on the job and, she, and I said you're gonna go with me and so she's okay. So we go out and run around and we look at this job site and there's a scaffold. She gets out of my car right, right away. She just runs up to this guy and just starts screaming at him. And uh, the guy says to me, "Go get her out of here. <laughs> right. Get her out of here." You right. know. So I says, "Okay." So I said, come on, follow me. Her name, shall we name, nameless. But I got her in the truck with me, and she said, um, you're mad. I said, just sit still. She said, you're mad. I can tell you're mad. I said, just shut up and sit still. And we drove away. Mm-hmm. But I only went a block. 
I went out. I went out of the building, and I stopped the truck, and I got. I, I looked at him. I said, "If you ever, ever talk to one of my guys like that again, I'll kick your ass." Yeah. You don't ever do right. that, ever. Well, as you know, I mean, you can. All of that credibility that you have built over the years can be undermined with oh, one know, one person, one thing like one that, person, man. one and person put an end to all that hard work. Yeah, I uh, again the approach. Yeah, it's how you it approach is. them. You know, yeah. you you gonna you, you lose your audience, no doubt. Like you and I talked about doing ten hours. Let's just get up there and show a video. Let's just read from PowerPoint. Well, nineteen twenty six says this. You know, mm-hmm. you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. No doubt. Yeah. But they're still being taught that way, uh, well, <laughs> unfortunately. I know. <laughs> Ruben, man, we're out of time. Uh, thank you very oh, much no, for this sharing been, that. Oh, no, this is great. I didn't want to toot my own horn here, but uh, I, I think it's important. As I, I'm, I'm leaving next year. Yeah, uh, you're getting ready to call it call a it, career. Call it a career, but, but not really. I'll always be doing something. Right, you know? right. I would imagine. Uh, I'll do some consulting and some uh, insurance companies out there, you know, um, mm-hmm. are looking. Uh I, I can't sit still, so mm-hmm. and and I got a passion for this. So I, I still do it all the time. I mean, I, I see things in the in the public, private sector. You know, I go to Menards. I see these guys wearing these what do they call them back braces and all that, but they're not strapped. Mm-hmm. I said, "What are you doing?" You can't avoid it. No. I mean, if you are in this profession, you see it twenty four seven. You see it twenty four. I mean, I, it I, is I, constant. I like to play with mess with people. My wife gets mad at me. Hey, uh, can I get an MSDS for that broccoli? Mm-hmm. You know. They yeah. look at you like what? You know, yeah. Yeah. it's carcinogenic, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> not not to mention it tastes I, terrible. Tastes terrible. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I this is great. I think uh, the track you're on right now is perfect. I think because there is a need. Oh no to, doubt for safety people and uh, my NECA group. I'm on right now. I'm on a committee. We're trying to find a curriculum to train the next mm-hmm. NECA mm-hmm. safety person. Good. You know, and very good because they'll always go. You're always going to need safety people. Well, and I think I think. Every every mechanism we can come up with to provide information to that next generation of safety people is useful. Yeah, I know that there are three or four other safety podcasts that I've found over the last year, and um, you know I, I don't expect this. I didn't expect this would be the only one. I think they're all valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that you can do to to uh, gain an advantage as a new safety person, yeah. ho- hopefully learning from. Yours and my mistakes. Yeah, you know? and we made them, and we've made plenty. We made them. We made them. I think uh, that's important, man. We so. made them. No, I think the track you're on is phenomenal. It's, I'm glad you're doing it. I mean, because then these, and quite honestly, Doug, this is a resource. Absolutely, this is a resource. Let's, we hope so. You know, yeah. uh, if I can just leave one parting word for the mm, new, new safety person, you know, again, I without sound that we've done it, just just listen. Yeah, listen. I think that is most important, man. Listen, you know, I would and, agree. and if, if you if you can't listen, you just you 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 just don't have one of the most vital skills you need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. You know, that's that's good parting advice, man. You can't gotta listen. Well, let's do it again sometime. We we can drill down into uh, some NFPA seventy E. Oh some, boy, yeah, some yeah stuff sometime. I love that stuff, Los Parky, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Ruben, thanks again, buddy. No, I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Thank you very much, Doug. All right. A Parkville Media Production. 